welcome to the Wally McWalterson show. Now, normally the show airs on Wednesdays, but I want to share a special event happening tonight. Now, we've all lost friends, family members, loved ones throughout this pandemic. Some of us, a loved one can be a bar or a music venue. I know it is for me. It's our escape sometimes. And throughout this world, we've lost many of those places. Uh, some of my favorites are in London, LA, and one dear place to me in New York City is Arlene's Grocery and the LES Lower Manhattan, for those that don't know what the LES is, Lower East Side of Manhattan. And it's going to suck that once we are free to roam about the country or the world, that these venues won't be around, and that's going to be a bummer. But Arlene's is on life support, and they're doing a benefit show tonight, and I just wanted to do my part, you know, whether buying a ticket, which I can't wait to watch the show and get drunk. But today we have a special guest. Uh, she's a GM of, at Arlene's. She's been very busy doing her part in trying to save it as well, as we all are. Folks, welcome, Blue. Hi, Blue. Hello. Thank you for having me on. How you been? I've been good. We, we've been, uh, you know, just day by day and kind of you know rolling with the punches and i think like personally and um professionally it's kind of been that that story for everyone of just kind of like you know what you think might happen next month potentially isn't so let's just get through it i know now i am living in the islands um i don't want to brag but it's been nice you know uh caribbean weather and all that and it's a little bit different down here than it is in the States and, and you know, the rest of the world with the pandemic. So we're more free to go out. But um, let's talk about Arlene's. Um, 25 years, right? Last year, 2020? Yeah. Uh, now, it was a bodega on Stratton Street and a butcher shop. Yep. So the owners um, had a location in the Bronx and they had an opportunity with the same landlord to check out a space in the Lower East Side. And at that time, wasn't the most delightful place as far as like, it was a very neighborhoody and very, um, there wasn't a whole lot outside of just a tight knit neighborhood. Um, but it was like a little bit more bums and there's some drugs and, and things like that there. Um, it was different. And um, uh, Dermot and Tony are our owners and they met down there and they kind of like knew it was something to do like it was like a good space and then uh, the next year following uh the butcher shop became open and they decided to expand into the next space and that was an interesting thing they say uh because it had been a butcher shop for years and years and years and years and years so they they thought that they were kind of just take this butcher shop over and they had to pull up so much of the flooring because in a butcher shop there's just you know the blood really seeped into the cement. And so they had to pull it all up and they had to do all these renovations. And then they expanded it over. Something that I always think is really cool is originally it was just the one space, just the stage, really small, thin bar called Arlene, no S. And um, when they expanded it and they had you know, got the bar and the music going and everything was kind of uh, how it carried into nowadays, they were like, let's just add the S because everybody calls it Arlene's anyway. So they did that. But if you go into the venue space, you'll see the original bodega sign from 1995 and prior. And it says Arlene. 
which is really cool. Now, see, that is something I just learned. <laughs> now, I've been going there for so many years, and it's safe to say I've had a couple before I've stepped inside. So I've never noticed all that. Now, so was the butcher side on the right side? If you were looking from the outside? Yeah, it's like our okay. entranceway now. It was the butcher shop, yeah. So that's the best thing about Arlene's is that, you know, as it's going into its 25th or 26th now in 2021, starting to change as the musicians are starting to come around or evolve in New York City. Because they used to just be, like, from what I heard, glam rock and punk rock, right? But now it caters to blues, some nights, hip-hop, I believe. I was there for one of those, walking in. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's just evolving, going with the time. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because we've had so many different signs behind the stage and it really kind of puts like a time period reference on like where we were right. at that, those moments. And um, there's like the old black and white. Then there's like the big button sticker. that was just, you know, for a few years back. And uh, it has changed a little bit. Um, it's always been somewhat rock and roll and indie, but over my course of being there, we really tried to broaden and just make sure it was, well, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. Prior to me, we had some really legendary um, hip hop nights uh, with the band called The Lesson and they were, you know, there every single week and the community around them was really amazing. But for, you know, additional, you know, shows, we really tried to kind of tap into things and spread our wings a little bit outside of our norm. And it seemed to go really well and people really loved it. And I really loved it. And you know, it's at a perfect spot too, because the rest of Manhattan is all corporate Starbucks and all that. And just that area of a couple of venues and it still had that dollar pizza here, which you're never going to find anywhere else. Um, it just feels that, you know, that old schoolness, especially at Arlene's um, of rock venues and music venues pretty much so i love that you know it's just because we can't lose everything to corporate it, and granted you know times will change but how long have you been there um so i started um coming up on seven years and i just uh i just went to go check it out and um with a friend and met izzy and um just was like this place is so cool and i loved it and i love how it was you know like dark and cool and uh and so i started by just applying picking up shifts and then got a couple regular shifts and then um they needed a just a bar manager so i moved up to that position and then the gm needed to move and so i took her position now as you mentioned the staff I know that my favorite part about that is that it still has that New York edge wit, but everyone's so cool there. I mean, I shoot the shit and talk with everyone, every single one of the bartenders there. And it's just a place to easily meet friends too. So, so it has that feel of, you know, family-ish, but also that grit of New York City, which I love, you know. And um, yeah, that, I mean, you guys are doing the right. I don't know, you know, there's like a formula or whatever and hiring, but is everyone prior musician by, by any chance? A good amount. Yeah, a good amount are musicians. Um, we really try to hire, I guess our specific quality is just, you know, those team players, those people who are very um, well-rounded. Um, a lot of times we kind of go within each other, but I think sometimes it's good to, to branch out of and not have too much like inbred staffing. And I think the most important thing about us is 
to create that family dynamic. It's just those types of personalities that it's not my job to cover this side of the bar. It's not my job to do the bar back. It's not my, it's like, it's my job to help them if they're in the weeds bar back. It's my job to cover your side, our side. And we really always try to make sure that, that it is inclusive of everybody. We do staff outings. We really make sure that we mesh the mashed potatoes, if you will. Um, well, and that creates this family dynamic where we enjoy each other outside of work, just as much as inside of work. And when we are inside of work, that we have this bond to where we make sure that we cover each other. It translates really well to the customers because I feel like they don't come in and feel that maybe this person doesn't like this person. Um, They feel this bond. And I think then it helps them create their own bond. And our staff has some of the most amazing um, regulars and you're one of them. I was just talking to Alice about you. And um, I think that it it was good. It was good. And um, it just is this really great place that it creates this place because then you have the customers involved and, you know, um, you can't duplicate that. You, you know, we are just really lucky to have. No, I know. I know um, I've hung out with the uh, staff members, you know, outside and you could tell, I mean, those guys just fucking loved each other. Uh, so big props to the staff. I love them all. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is why we got to continue to, you know, keep our leans bones because we got to have that second home type of feeling. So um, now what we're doing, you guys are doing, we, like I'm a part of it. <laughs> you are. Uh, you guys are doing. Oh, thank you. Uh, you are doing a uh, benefit show tonight on uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, I had to buy merch. You don't take it out. It's my favorite shirt. I'm not going to lie. Since the Foo Fighters, my concert shirts is one of, you know. But it's perfect. It's black and white. It's simple and powerful, which is what I look in music or even you know, um, fashion. And uh, so, yeah, let's talk about tonight's benefit show. I know you have over 20 bands. Yeah, um, we do. Uh, and I'm going to, just for that shirt, I'm going to shout out to Dickie, our bar back, is the one that took that beautiful photo. And Sean, wow. who's doing our streaming, he um, edited it all together. It was a beautiful shirt. We were really happy about it. Um, yeah. So tonight is, um, it's 20 bands. And it, where it originated was, we put the SOS call out. Um, we had taken a good amount of time to, you know, try what we could. And the longer that it went on, a lot longer that the pandemic went on, the more reserves that were kind of wasted. So um, originally we got up the paycheck, paycheck protection program, uh, which was not tailored to restaurants and bars, especially not venues. So that was like, okay, we, we can get through this. We can kind of get to the end of summer. And then um, bless his soul, we had New York Nico uh, do a shout out and do a showcase on us. Um, that was huge. So we had some more donations roll in and we were like, okay, um, this is going to get us to the end of summer. And end of summer came and uh, winter started coming in and, you know, we had to go window open and, as winter was coming, we knew that those sales that we had, um, and we got shut down again on the inside, we knew that we couldn't uh, make our rent, which we haven't, you know, um, you know, like, I think we thought that it would end come summer. And then we thought it would end, you know, come fall. 
And then um, when those really cold, you know, winter days came through and there was no um, space for indoor dining, then we were like, okay, like this is not going to be good because we have somehow sustained paying half of our rent and we're, you know, the chances of us making enough to be able to, um, especially with all the regulations that are crazy, um, we wouldn't be able to do it. So we kind of just rationed out how many months we could get by with just what we had left in the bank. And when you get to that, you know, like I know personally, like when you get to that, like I have this amount of much left, it doesn't let you get past that. So, you know, there is no money to get back up on your feet and move. So we just, you know, we called it for February 1st. And, um, and that was when I saw that, I got to admit that was like finding out that a family member got hit by a truck and is on life support. And you're like, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Our decision, um, our, our owners, I think there's a really comfortable place with denial of the seriousness of the scenario. And I think we all kind of thought that it would just work itself out. So when when we made that decision and talked to the staff about it, um, it was a really terrible realization of how serious it was. And, you know, um, like you said, like that blow of, Oh, fuck. You know, I knew that I, there's some of my favorite spots that have closed, um, that I feel like embody New York, you know, and especially like for food, you know, these places are your comfort for food and your comfort for friends and your comfort for all these things. Right. And they can't be replaced by Applebee's and, um, you know, these mainstream places. So I was like, I think we need to tell people because, um, I know that way, Blue, you can say that because I am, I don't have Applebee's as a sponsor, so it's okay. to. <laughs> yeah. Right. That we're good. Um, we're good. you know, I, it just is, I would want to save, you know, like if, you know, when you find out places are really struggling and your favorite bars and your favorite food places, there's nothing worse than just that they just went out and you're like, Oh, if I would have known, um, my favorite, there's a, a Chinese restaurant called Sammy's Noodles in um, the village. And it's like, if I would have known, maybe I would have eaten more and I would have donated more and I would have like done all these things, you know, but you don't have the opportunity. And, and um, so I wanted to give the opportunity for us all to kind of um, try to make it work. So the amount of love and support and um, bands and patrons and I met my husband there. I met, I knew, didn't know anybody, but I met friends there and I didn't know anybody in New York, but I like walked into Arlene's and made friends. And, um, I had my first show there and I had my first sold out show there and everything in between the amount of love was so touching, so special. And in that moment we realized that it was so much bigger than what we thought it was we thought it was this really special place because we worked there and we, and we knew that, you know, we saw this great music and we knew all this stuff, but we had so many memories within our community of people that made their New York experience in some way, you know, and it, it touched them in some way. And the amount of people that donated, um, I mean, and it's not to be taken for granted that people are financially not all in a great place. So the fact that they reached in their pockets they bought something to support and be a part of it was really great. And we had uh, a couple people come up to us and say, I, we really want to do this benefit. 
And um, we really think that we can get a lot of people involved and everybody wants to save it because this is our home and this is where we play. And um, F1 was uh, in- included in that group. And so um, they started reaching out to bands. Everybody wanted to be involved and um, they curated, you know, helped us curate the whole thing. And because of COVID and because we were shut down, we had to be really careful and um, safe. And so we took, you know, quite a bit of time to book these shows and stream them, you know, individually. So they make sure everything is sanitized and everything is safe and everybody's tested and all those things. And we put it together and it's, it's amazing. I'm so proud. The staff is so proud. Everybody is so excited um, and it will hopefully help us raise the remainder of our goal, which yeah. was 80,000. Um, and that would help us just back, get some of that back rent because that is the going to be the most trickiest thing is getting into the future is, you know, when you have a lot of debt, uh, sometimes yeah. it's really hard to catch up. It is. And uh, I mean, I'm excited tonight. Um, and big thanks to anyone who has written anything articles wise uh, i think uh, schumer also uh, did an interview i believe i saw that right and uh yeah i mean anyone and i'm excited but with this is going to be cool because there's going to be some bands i've never seen and i'm pretty excited to be educated in new band that's my favorite thing about walking into a venue too is that you don't know the band uh, you don't know the name you know you see on the on the marquee but you just go in, you pay the money, and uh, never know. You might find your next favorite band coming up. So this is exciting. Uh, 20 bands, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Uh, I'm pumped. Is this your first uh, stream uh, show for you? No. Um, we've yeah. done a couple. We did a um, hip-hop artist, Kosha Dills, for Hanukkah. Yeah. Um, that was our first. And then we did um, a, a Christmas a drunk text drinking game, if you will. Um, and then we did a sun blinders, uh, which was, I think two weeks ago. Um, so this is our, so we're kind of just getting really into the swing of it. And, um, this is our first like big bang. And a lot of these bands have played countless times our stage. So it was very special to them. So they really brought it to the table which they always do, um, but it was, it's going to be really exciting. And the, my, my most exciting, I have not seen it. Um, I've seen clips and I'm like, ah, um, but I think the most thing I'm excited for is that, you know, place to, you know, chat and see. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, just to see all these people that you love and you, you haven't been able to be in touch with. And you know, the, the, there's some staff that's playing it. There's um, some people who've played the stage a million times. There's some like wilds, you know, um, glam. There's just like, there's everything. It's very exciting. I'm excited. All right. Well, Blue, thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Um, you know, we all are super excited about tonight. And, uh, and I just, you know, uh, as you said, you know, nothing's reassuring no matter what you do. So all we could do is great little by little as much as we can and uh keep trying to buy more t-shirts <laughs> um <laughs> you know it just the support the support yeah. is um you know I, I try to tell everybody because you know financial is a thing you know like we're all kind of we all lost our gigs and trying to figure it out but um sharing it you know like you've been so great about like 
you know, taking photographs and sharing those. And, you know, if somebody likes a shirt, then maybe they'll buy one. And, you know, even this podcast and like those things are go a long way. So even if you can't buy more shirts, um, bless your heart, it, uh, just sharing and ex- telling your experience. So when people come to visit New York, that they feel like they want to join um, is everything. It's, it's, it's priceless. Yeah. Oh, trust me, they're going to be great gifts, uh, even for newborn babies. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for being here, Blue. Um, I really appreciate it. I mean, this is special to me. And uh, Viva Arlene. Right, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Blue. Have a good one. <laughs>